Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the 801 Podcast. My name is Cho. I'm Izora. I'm Kit. I'm Melissa. I'm Erin. Right, and we are trying to get back into the swing of things. Uh, FujoCon was a couple of weeks ago, and that drained all of our energy in the best way. <laughs> and we're trying to get back into doing podcasts again. But a little bit more about FujoCon, which we did. Erin, if you want to let the people know how that wonderful convention went off. So the weekend before last, we had a BL-focused convention, and it was really good, actually. Um, we got a lot of feedback mostly positive but with some good constructive criticism. I personally realized that when you do a convention with just Fujos you talk to them a little differently than you would with a regular COD audience and you get to be a little freer and I'm gonna keep that in mind for next time. But um, to de-stress I've been finally my Millionaire Detective show came back on and I know this isn't the the fan favorite but Haru is my favorite and I've been de-stressing by obsessing over uh, him and Daisuke. Um, that's not traditional BL, but it's definitely shippy. Um, moving on, we celebrated 801 Day, so I, Sarah's going to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, yes, so uh, happy 801 Day to everyone. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, it's been a little while since 801. But we hope you enjoyed your your 801 day. A lot of people are confused by what 801 and how it relates to BL. So to give you guys a little bit of a lesson and, and a little bit of why we have a podcast named 801 is the fact that uh, 801 is shorthand for Yaoi. And the way that works is if you look at the numbers 801 in Japanese, 8 can be pronounced uh, with the counter of Yatsu which if you take the ya from yatsu, it creates the first sound in yaoi. The zero is actually uh, the Western Romanized influence of the pronunciation of zero, which is uh, o. And then we have the e, uh, which represents the one in ichi, and that's the i sound at the end of yaoi, so it's yaoi. So happy 801, happy BL day, happy yaoi day. And we are going to talk a little about, just in celebration of all things BL, our, our time this year and what we've been doing in quarantine to just sort of cultivate our love of BL and the titles that we've read. Uh, so one of the titles that uh, I've read is, I, I usually read a lot of books. <laughs> I've read about 40 this year, uh, new titles of MM Romance. And so I wanted to talk about a couple that stood out. Of course, I read the last book in the Wyborn and Griffin series, Diasil by Jordan L. Hawk. I got to say goodbye to the characters that I love so very much. And I, I really enjoyed the ending. I can't really talk much about it as a, uh, it'll give away anything that I talk about. But if for those who might be like me and hesitant to read the last of something, it was actually a very good ending. Uh, another book that I read that I actually really liked and I was surprised because it didn't really have many fantasy elements, but it had that trope that I always fall for, which is where uh, they have to pretend to be together for some reason or another. And in this case, they have to, uh, pretend to get married or get fake married for a while and I'm like oh 
this is so dumb i'm here for this <laughs> it's <laughs> so dumb it's so dumb but uh it's called husband's gambit by la wit i highly suggest the audiobook because they get two different voice actors for each uh, uh one for each of the guys and i just love that when you get to hear that sound between them uh, it's, it's real dumb, but I really connected with one of the characters as he's a theater major graduate who has a degree in theater and is living with three roommates who each have their own degree but can't afford life. And I'm like, <laughs> I've been there. I know what that means to, you know, live off Campbell's soup and pray for $20 for gas. Like, I've been there. I've had that life. Being a former theater graduate who does nothing with her degree, I, I totally... <laughs> totally feel that character so i think that's what really got me in that book is i i had this camaraderie with the guy and, and that's what i've been reading yeah and la wit has like three other pseudonyms right gallagher wit and Lori a wit she writes also lesbian stories so i read some of her i'll have to read that one it sounds really good yeah. it's really funny i highly suggest the audiobook that's uh, adorable oh my gosh yeah, yeah, and it, so so the pr premise behind it is like that guy's poor as as hell, and he sees this ad, and he's like, "Well, my life ain't getting any better," so he answers it, and it's this rich uh, son of a, a politician who is a Democratic politician who claims to be, you know, pro LGBT, but actually is like, uh, "My son ain't gonna be fucking homo." Mm. And so he's trying to get his father's goat by marrying another dude during election year. Oh my Take God. that, Dad. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love how that's that's like such a fanfic, right? Like it is. <laughs> it does sound I, like a fanfic. I it sounds that. like a millionaire detective fanfic. I just I appreciate how that is such an AU trope, and yet it's it's a friggin' MM romance novel. Like I'm hooked already. When you said fake dating, which is also one of my tropes that i'm like yes you've got me i'm in like send me that <laughs> author name again because i want to read that <laughs> oh yeah i'll send it to you thank you <laughs> it is so yeah good. i enjoyed it i would I also that just like to point out that we were asked ahead of time if we could mention millionaire detective and i said yes once count how many times we mentioned millionaire detective now like just five. from this point on <laughs> can we make it a drinking game yes <laughs> <laughs> When you post, when you do the edit, just have one of those sound effects where it dings every time it's mentioned, <laughs> and then yeah. have a little counter. <laughs> it needs to be like this sound like it's coming out, the money's coming out of his bank. Like he's getting yes. money every time that we do the sponsorship. <laughs> Copyright. So. You know, this is almost like our, uh, every time we mention a uh, brocest. <laughs> yes. Hashtag brother fucking. You uh, thought it was over, didn't you? Never. Oh, I know it's never. not over. <laughs> We never. Look, I was up at six thirty this morning bidding on hashtag brotherfucking stuff. <laughs> I was the life of Fujoshi. When I saw your post was at seven in the morning on Discord, I was a little concerned. <laughs> for like, context for our listeners, I was up trying to bid on a Yahoo auction for a piece of Fullmetal Alchemist artwork involving Edward and Alphonse actually like physically touching each other. Not in a weird like <laughs> incest. Well. In my <laughs> mind, yes. But let me just put it this way. They were less than, they were not socially distant. So um, that's what I was up at 7 a.m. doing. Um, they were not six feet apart. And they were not, they were not five feet apart because they're actually gay. Anyway, <laughs> not to derail, but yes. Well, actually, uh, other than buying FMA, 
uh, fan art or, or actual art. What uh, other things have you been reading, uh, Mel? Um, so it's interesting because I feel like this year my BL habits really changed. Um, I guess because we've got things like Futakia, like I'm able to read a lot more um, legally there. Like I, I don't, I haven't opened a scan site in months. Um, which, and I also haven't been reading too, too much digitally, aside from like a few things here and there on Futakia. Um, like I really enjoyed, um, uh, I'm gonna pronounce this wrong maybe, uh, Aksaksa at 25 o'clock. That was really pretty. Um, but I've been mostly keeping up with what the, uh, has been published, though I made the mistake of doing a giant write stuff order for like the last probably six to nine months of the year. So I'm actually not gonna have any new books until January. That mm -hmm. sounds really horrible, but um, it'll come in at some point. But so I did have some stuff in the first part of the year. Um, so so uh, Tokyo Pop actually recently re-entered the U.S. market. I think I've mentioned this a few times here, but I was really surprised that they were doing so with BL. Um, they're making a very large push um, with uh, LGBT manga in general. Um, and they're kind of lumping BL and GL into this kind of larger category. Um, so I took a chance. Um, and for a lot of the physical releases now, I'm actually kind of blind buying, again, because I'm not reading scans. So unless it's a series I've already kind of kept up with, something like a Don't Be Cruel, um, I'm just kind of buying it to support the industry, which for a while seemed okay when there wasn't too much. And now it's like, I might actually have to be a little bit more discriminatory. Mm. Um, but I did try Dekoboko Sugar Days based on the cover. Mm. Um, and I tried, uh, that's by Atsuko Yusen from Tokyo Pop and Replay by Saki uh, Sukahara, also from Tokyo Pop. And I think I liked both of them, um, even though Dekoboko Sugar Days really is not like my trope. It's one of these like, the seme is a lot more girly and he's taller. Um, and the uke is like uh, shorter, I think. I can't, it's been a couple of months. So forgive me if I mixed up their sexual positions, but it's got a height contrast in like the opposite of what I usually like. Um, I tend to like my uke to be blonder and more wafy, um, certainly not taller than the I think it, I think it was that the the taller character was the UK sorry yeah um, so but it was really cute um and I kind of liked the differences in personality um and I really enjoyed that the UK character had some more feminine aspects to him like he would wear like a hair clip and kind of got teased for it um and men don't often get to have those kinds of like expressions um especially in like Japanese media so it was really cute um and just kind of fun fluff I think I liked to replay more because it had a sports setting um, and it actually made me consider maybe watching baseball sports anime, which is usually not what I go for. Um, but it, it's definitely like both of those stories are kind of like first love um, and like childhood best friends, which is like a huge, huge thing for me. So I think that that's mostly why I enjoyed them. Um, because otherwise it's like I can't see myself necessarily rereading them too many times. Though I think I would reread replay more um, because the character types and their body types and just the art are much more of like what I would want to read. Um, and then I also did Can an Otaku Like Me Really Become an Otaku, which is by Wakoko uh, Wako. And this is from Kuma, which is the BL imprint for uh, Faku, um, which <laughs> that's that's a whole other thing too, um, because it, it's just interesting like, that they even entered the BL market themselves because Faku's obviously been like, you know, really good at the hentai game for so long and they went legit. Um, and the Kuma releases are actually really nice. I think they're probably the nicest BL releases for physical print. 
um, but they're not releasing too many of them. And this one, I actually just looked it up on Right Stuff is already kind of out of print that they're expecting more. Um, and I really enjoy series with like otaku themes. So this one is like a, an idol otaku um, uh, guy who, who he's actually going to become an idol. Um, and it's really interesting. So I think because like, I'm a pretty, I'm not a big uh, idol otaku, like at all. Um, but anything where it's got the otaku plot lines, um, like Kiss Him, Not Me, or High School Life of Fudanchi, those are just really like the in, um, like the in, I guess, like fandom or in community humor, the inside jokes, uh, really kind of make it a little bit special for me. Um, and it, that one though was very interesting. I think that having heard Dr. Santos's talk on Aero uh, BL, this one had a lot more, like it seemed much more like a hentai to me in the way that the sex scenes were drawn. I don't know if anybody else has read it, um, but it was a little bit more, I don't wanna say fetishy cause it wasn't super kinky, but it didn't seem like a stereotypical BL. Like it seemed more of like something that a hentai person would draw if they were drawing BL for the first time. Not that it's bad. It's just that like, like I, I only recommended it to one of my friends and she's not a Fujoshi, but I thought that she would enjoy it because she likes to read hentai. Um, so I haven't actually checked in to see, but it was something that I didn't actually think that my normal, like I didn't think y'all would go for something like that. Um, and speaking of things that y'all did not go for, uh, Cast Heaven, which I only bought because everybody said, hey, you're going to love this. And I loved it. <laughs> but it's, it's objectively a really horrible plot. Um, it's basically like, like King's Game type things where, or death games, you know, where like everybody's going to be, like something terrible is happening, like this, this worldview or this setup, where usually like a high school class, like, oh no, they're all going to die to play this terrible game. And I don't like, I haven't read more than volume one because volumes two and three are tied up in my right stuff order. Um, but it was definitely like the darker BL, um, really kind of like, if you, if you like the like fucked up plot lines um, and don't mind a lot of uh, really, really, really dubious slash obviously non-consent, then I think this would be for you. But if, if like, if you're more attracted to things like replay and Deca Book of Sugar Days, where it's like, you want the fluff, Cast Heaven is gonna be, um, not for you and it's interesting because like when we went to FujoCon um, and talked to Sublime like they the editor there mentioned you know getting to have like some kind of personal say in a way and what gets licensed um, and I definitely think having looked at Sublime releases like you can tell somebody has these kinds of tastes because we get things like Mad K or we get <laughs> um, like Ramaru uh, Zaria stuff and it's it's just like there's a certain a certain vein of things that you really wouldn't actually expect to get licensed but they do and it <laughs> makes me happy because I like those terrible things um, so Cast Heaven was was an interesting surprise um, I'm interested to see where it goes and then uh, I think that probably one of the bigger hits from the last year that people were excited to get licensed, and I've seen a lot of people interested in it, um, were Secret XXX and Therapy Game. And so I actually have not gotten my copies. I had previously read them, um, but I'm excited to see what the official English translation is like. Um, but I had read these to prep for, I think it was our yeah, buy list because they were on there. So I I'm excited to see like, as it goes further, because I know that Therapy Game has been continuing, um, but I'll be reading it once it comes out um, for further chapters. So I don't know if anybody else has read those. I think a lot of us had actually read Secret XXX and Therapy Game, right? Or no? Anybody yeah, else? Yeah, we did, because it was a Yabai list uh, yeah. for 2020. Yeah. I strongly <laughs> identify with the blonde character who's like, 
super into leopard print and everything like basically Uriel <laughs> didn't think that I like that's not my type as of like a couple years ago and then suddenly it was like okay I can be into this so <laughs> I support their their blonde inclusion there so that's pretty much what I've been reading blondes <laughs> I read Melting, well, I haven't read it yet, but I bought Melting Lover um, from Faku's imprint. It hasn't come in Mm -hmm. yet, but apparently it's about, like, carnies and people with, uh, and weird settings, so, which is not what I was expecting from Faku, so I'm gonna, I'm excited to see when that comes in, how that's gonna be. It's an anthology. It's all by the same author, but it's, like, little shorts, so I I think you'll like it, actually. Okay, nice. And I, I've read the uh, description for a cast heaven so much and I was like nope and I'm glad I said nope because uh, a member of ours explained like laid it out exactly what it was and I was like yeah Melissa's gonna like that <laughs> I I really appreciate that y'all thought of me um, because as I've said like any anytime everybody else is like nope 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 it's probably gonna be something that I'm like oh I'll actually and it's half because everybody said no and half because I do enjoy that kind of stuff <laughs> that's defiant you're being defiant you did say that you took the uh, yaoi that hurt me panel as like a reading list instead of a i did list. yeah i know and i think everybody else would have run away from it like there was i'm not going to play the visual novels i just don't play visual novels but some of the manga i was like oh i would definitely yeah i'd read this <laughs> it can't be any worse than like sakura gari so oh god yeah i mean that's fair <laughs> well all right as... what have you been uh reading cho or watching, I should say. You look like you're watching a lot more stuff now. Yeah. So I, my life is out of control. <laughs> so Dr. That's Thomas Bodinet, uh, who is a an academic who is right now focusing on Thai BL, you know, BL that, uh, from Thailand, um, was a guest speaker at FujoCon uh, these past weeks. And to prepare for moderating his panel, I watched some Thai BL and then I watched some more and now I've only been watching that continuously I'm in a void (laughs) so it was really interesting when he explained it because he said Thai BL is like if you took Japanese BL and wherever Japanese BL is right now Thai BL is probably a few paces behind it and I really saw that when I was watching some of the titles because you can get all those old tropes Um, like Tarn type I watched it's like every single Japanese BL manga trope author in one. You've got the tragic backstory. You've got gay for you. You've got a character who doesn't think he's gay and then he bottoms for the first time and suddenly that's all he ever thinks about. And you've got, you know, someone's gang raped and that's a part of the drama. It's what what title was this? (laughs) Honestly, you'd probably like it. It's called Tarn Type. T-H-A-R-N type. Um, Literally just wrote that down. (laughs) That's one thing about uh, Thailand is that a lot of the people there have nicknames like official nicknames because their names are so long so tarn type is literally like a ship name there's a guy named tarn and there's a guy named type um so i started off my journey with well i tried watching tarn type in the first episode i was like i can't do that and i uh backed out then i watched together which was a really sweet um really fluffy very very pg uh about a guy who is totally straight but needs to fake date a musician for whatever reason. And of course they actually fall in love. Uh, it's very convoluted, it's very tropey, but it's very funny and very sweet. Um, also watch Why Are You, which is like 40% a softcore porn, but I enjoyed it still. Uh, Sodas, which was one of the earliest Thai BLs, uh, and I watched that after I had already watched a couple of titles just for context. And 
Uh, well, now I know why every single character in Tybeel are engineering students. Like every single one of them is an engineering student in university. It's like that SpongeBob game meme. Like, oh, is he, you know, with the hand? But is he, you know, in engineering? <laughs> it's just, I guess, it's like a gay calling card in Thailand now. Um, <laughs> uh, why are you uh, and Sodas were two very different things? Like, if you had told me they were both considered BL, I wouldn't believe you. Sodas, which came out, I believe, in 2016, was one of the earliest Thai BLs. You can tell that Thailand wasn't sure how much they can get away with. There was one kiss at the very, very end, um, and the rest of it is all, like, pining and two straight guys going, I'm not gay, but I'm in love with you. Um, but it's still very cute. Um, and I just finished Together With Me, which is about two himbos uh, who were childhood best friends who have sex for the first time when they were drunk and then just keep doing that until something happens. <laughs> it's, it's very cute. And honestly, Kit, I think you would like it a lot. Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to make my way through the sequel Together With Me, the next chapter. And my girlfriend and I are watching it together, and we both have screamed and punched the air so many times, if that tells you anything. Oh. This Thai deal hole I'm in, I have not stopped. My original goal was just to watch all the titles on one curated list that one user made on my drama list, and now I'm just watching as much as I can, because they keep announcing titles and the year isn't over yet. Yeah, I've, I'm really enjoying myself so far. I'm reading a lot of the academic research and trying to get the rest of you guys to also watch and I think where can we watch legally honestly YouTube (laughs) these um, studios put them on YouTube for free for you to watch so you can find pretty much all of these on YouTube or uh, line TV Um, some of them have their own apps but yeah it's all pretty much free for you to watch are there any with millionaire detectives there aren't honestly uh, most of TyBL is about university students who are in engineering (laughs) (laughs) it's only a handful that aren't If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's what I've been watching. What about you, Kit? Well, (laughs) I have to do a disclaimer first, just, you know, to save some face. So recently, thanks to uh, being in this group and from FujoCon, I was hired on by the comics uh, business Tapas. So um, I am an intern for them right now, and hopefully full time at some point. Let's uh, keep those fingers crossed. So um, just a little heads up for that, but I have all my own opinions whenever I talk about their comics. They do not pay me to promote them, nor are they telling me to do this. I do not have a gun to my head, et cetera, et cetera. So on to what I'm going to talk about. Guess what? It's Tapas. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, one of the cool things is um, Tapas has so much BL. Like, Holy crap, y'all. Their library, I knew they had like a few titles, but now that it's like my job to know them all, holy shit, there are so many. And I am in charge of all of them because nobody at Tapas knows BL and I'm now supposed to be this expert and there are so many to know. But I was told to create for 801 Day a curated list, which is super exciting until I uh, found out that, you know, you can't just put uh, a lot of titles on a curated list because then it's not curated anymore. Um, But I managed to narrow it down to 20. So pat on the back, real proud of myself. (laughs) (laughs) 
took a lot of effort, but, um, so there are so many titles and the coolest thing, since we've gotten a little international here with our, um, you know, BL titles, uh, the artist, I mean, Tapas is a, you know, you can submit anything like you could go right now and submit your own comic or novel and there you go you've got your stuff on tapas so there are creators from korea china japan america so there are bl creators from all over and a lot of the titles i picked are just that they're a mixture of artists from korea and china and america and so i've got um, some of my favorites, which I won't talk about all 20 because then we'll be here all night and it's Sunday and we have to go to work tomorrow or sign on to work tomorrow. But some of my favorites, I have Long Exposure, which is fantastic. And we have a really good trope with it. It's uh, Nerd and Bully. So love that. Um, it's really good. And also there's some supernatural elements. Izora, I know you've also read it, so. Well, we're also doing a mini-sode that's going to come out anytime soon. We've already recorded it, so. Yes, so we're going to go way more into it, but let me just say, so good. Chef's kiss. Art, mwah. Storyline, mwah. You're going to love it. And then um, I have another one that um, we will also do a mini-sode on with just Izora and I. It's called Wistful Summer, and let me tell you if you're into those slow burns and you like yourself a love triangle oh man this is it i was like getting into like i think episode 40 and i was like he hasn't made up his mind these boys these boys pick one you're hurting them both and you're hurting me but the story was so good and just the art it's all beautiful and also you know melissa you're talking about wanting to watch baseball there was a lot of baseball in this too and i want i had a moment where i was like you know what sports anime baseball may not be so bad because it causes a lot of feelings and i'm kind of here for it so <laughs> i do love how baseball is like the last one of the sports anime that we're like okay i guess i should watch baseball right it's it's that one where we're just like oh god really we've run out of everything it. else right like i'll i watched rugby and i was fine with that but <laughs> baseball it's now supposed I'm to be like, the american pastime uh, baseball lasts the physical it doesn't it's not a contact sport it's just i and it drags it's also it's not an olympic windows. sport anymore for mm -hmm. our game night, we had to name left-handed pitchers. And we were like, who the fuck knows that? <laughs> but I could name a bunch of left -handed. Like, I literally just watched the part in Haikyuu with the um, uh, Shotorizawa arc. And so I was like, I bet I could name some left-handed spikers. Like, damn it, why is it, why is it not asking for left-handed sports anime, bro? I couldn't even right? name that many baseball players, period. <laughs> right? Like, is yeah. Sammy Sosa a baseball player? Yes, yes. Mark McGuire Boom. was too. See, okay, yeah, we just did Mark Jeter. Jeter. We hit our three. We did it. Yay. Did it, <laughs> but so anyway, uh, Whistle <laughs> Summer has baseball in it. So that was a thing. Um, and then another one that I, <laughs> I really got into and I am like eagerly awaiting season three and even I don't know when it's coming out and that kills me inside. Um, oh, it's based off a novel that they also have on Tapas and it is called the god of pain's groom and first of all the art is fucking gorgeous and another 
uh, triangle that gets to you in a way that you don't expect because there is a twist in the middle of season two that just fucking, yeah, and I won't spoil, but oh my God, if you like um, beautiful gods and you like a boy discovering that he's, you know, it, it, I thought it was going to be a gay for you and I was a little like, mm, but no, he does realize he's actually gay and I'm like, thank you. Um, and you like gods and just drama and twists. Oh, this story is really good. I just, I cannot speak more about it because there's just spoilers that I'll just get into. And it is so good, y'all. You've, you've got to read this one. And then you're going to be mad at me because you're going to be like, well, where's season three? And I'm going to be like, I don't know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but You know, it also follows the trope of, oh, I guess we got to get married so yes. guess we gotta get married oh no <laughs> and it's beautiful and they get married really soon so it's it's great really good <laughs> um and then I'll, I'll do two more after this or else I'm gonna go forever because listen I've read so many good BLs like so many like y'all um the next one I have to name drop even though I'm gonna have to disappoint you and tell you there is no season two even though there definitely should be it's called Reapers Don't Love it is the funniest goddamn BL I've ever read in my life. <laughs> the facial expressions that this artist does, I, we had to screenshot them. They were so good so that we can use them. And let me tell you, it, it's, it's so funny. And if y'all go and read it, maybe if we can just see the biggest boost <laughs> we can encourage to get that season two back because um, there's, you know, just the possibility that uh, maybe it didn't perform too well originally because uh, there were some big titles that released around it. But now, now if you go there, it's a really great storyline. The art is fantastic and those faces also glorious. I, it's so glorious i also found myself as a character in there um and she is now my icon everywhere uh her name is sophia she is the bl expert in the um series and she's a cupid and it's so funny but basically the premise of this is a uh, main character is a reaper he needs one more kill so that he can finally get a restart and have a better life on earth basically get reincarnated Unfortunately, his last target, uh, for some reason, cannot be killed. He has managed to avoid death, uh, just, just can't die. And um, so he's just going to try and make the guy fall in love with him so he can kill him that way. Because we all know that works, right? It's old. Yeah, right? There it's you old. go. <laughs> my favorite part is when he walks in on the crops and the, like, the riding crops and the whips. And he's like, oh my mm, God. My guy must like horses. <laughs> like horseback riding it's just i just lost it <laughs> my favorite thing because the reaper he doesn't know anything about love or sex or anything and so then he finds out oh the best way to make him fall in love with you is to sleep with him and so he goes in and he makes he like looks like he's trying to seduce the guy and the guy's all like yes finally and then he lays next to him and he's like so did that blow your mind? And like, he didn't do anything. <laughs> he's next to him and their faces. And he's like, no. And he's like, what? What do you mean? It's just, it's so good. The comedic timing, the expressions, the lines, it's, there's, there's transformation sequences, like magical girl level. And they're so good. I just, and then the last one, 
so I couldn't put any mature titles on this because this is for the app. And unfortunately, due to Google and uh, Apple, mature titles are not Ooh. allowed because we can't have dicks, even though dicks get dollars. But it'd be like that. However, they do have non-mature versions of titles that have mature versions. So I put The Unquenchable Mr. Kim, which 100% has a mature version and I highly recommend. It's a story about a half vampire who, since he can't drink blood, well, he has to take essence to sustain his life force. And well, how do you get essence? Well, you sleep with someone, right? So, I mean, you kind of know where that leads to. Well, his boss, it turns out, is pretty horny for him. So they enter a relationship, but then there's drama because, oh, no, getting essence isn't working. And then his boss, you know, doesn't know he's a half vampire. And there's all this stuff. And it's really good. And there's a lot of sex if you want read the mature version. And let me tell you, it is worth having to read online because it is very, very good. Also, another shout out because this title does not have a non-mature version, but Dirty Vibration, which we will be doing a reviewed episode on. Mm-hmm. And it's a kind of death game-ish in that two characters are required to do whatever a app says or else they could die. The app, of course, gives them orders of a sexual nature, which we're all very much here for. <laughs> and uh, it's... It's quite good, <laughs> um, especially I may have read the latest chapter that's not out yet. And let me say, it's, it's going to be very good, y'all. <laughs> so yeah, again, Tapas has not told me to say any of this because they, I mean, they do ask my opinion and sometimes I think they regret it because I ramble as I have now, but they claim that it's helpful. So let's hope that it continues to be helpful to them. <laughs> so, yes. I also think we just found the new uh, like subtitle for our meal garden shop, Melissa, Dicks Get Dollars. I was going to say dollars. like that for some reason I kept thinking of like, you know, what is it like? boys go to jupiter to get more stupider like get dicks get dollars like it sounds like a schoolyard <laughs> rhyme for something that would be hella inappropriate dicks so get dollars have- to get more molars <laughs> so i have to admit i came up with that last night when i was talking to my um editor so uh we were talking bl as you do with your uh editor for this shoujo visual games right you know that's a thing um <laughs> And I don't even remember, but we were talking about um, BL and I was mentioning something with mature titles. And I just said that and he said, you know, if they ever put me in charge of BL games, I want to put that in my office in a framed photo. (laughs) (laughs) A cross stitch. (laughs) I mean, we have actual research showing that people are more likely to buy and spend money in mature titles. So it's like true. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, listen, dicks get dollars. <laughs> it's, this should be the new title of the, the Arrow manga presentation. Just yeah. dicks slide get that one into Dr. Santos. We're like, oh, we fixed your, your research title. <laughs> <laughs> Lift it up a little. 
Oh, I, I should honestly add that into the BL presentation I have to do for tapas. <laughs> good dollars. Good dollars. I mean, there's a reason Flash that it real quick at the Sublime is like releasing some manga like fully uncensored, like even it's uncensored from the Japanese version. Speaking of horny and impatient, I read uh <laughs> <laughs> great intro. Yeah, no, I feel like, like this is hella relevant. What a segue. It's relevant. <laughs> I read a series that was designed for Fujo who are horny and impatient. So I actually heard about the anime coming out and they're like, it's a BL Isekai, and I'm like, the Isekai gods have blessed us. Um, because there's so many isekai nowadays and I'm like finally a BL one I watched it and then I was like what the hell is going on so I decided to read the webcomic and it is basically designed for people who want to have a BL but have no time patience or like just want to get to the meat of it if that's one way to say it so you know how in a lot of uh manga like there'll be a a love rival or a conflict and it will last multiple volumes they don't mm-hmm. do that here like a problem appears and then it is solved like, <laughs> it's like oh love rival resolve like sometimes it takes like two panels not even a chapter they're like oh problem problem solved back to the sex <laughs> <laughs> problem problem solved back to this. like honestly it was like if you don't have time to sit and agonize about issues and you just want them to like move on to the more important things in life um this is for you it's a very interesting premise with a boy who has a really interesting backstory and i don't want to spoil it for anyways but due to magic and circumstances he gets pulled into another world um and the king of that world uh prince actually needs to marry him for reasons and he's a titan and things have i don't want to give spoilers but honestly it's very interesting and with also very little time and short chapters they manage to build a lot um and the characters are interesting um i wouldn't say the series is perfect but if you just want quick enjoyable chapters um and easy problem resolution this is definitely the series for you for the horny and impatient in all of us. <laughs> I saw the Titans Bride, like the image, and I was like, this title is going to separate the people who say they like size kink from like the cowards. The people who <laughs> say it and don't meet it. This is going to be like the true test of size kink. <laughs> okay, but like, is it just me or has like Attack on Titan just ruined the word Titan for you? Because every time. I hear the word Titan, all I picture is the Colossal Titan's fucking face. And now to see, like, and it probably doesn't help, like, we put him in fucking battleships, too. Like, yeah. That's Titan like, Manetta OTP. God. <laughs> I'm still thinking. I didn't even that, think sorry. of that after the first couple chapters, because the Titans in that series are quite different than the Titans in... Mm-hmm different subtype of titans um honestly and i'll give them that they don't um they work their way up with the size if that's one way to put it they don't <laughs> go all the way at first training they, sequences yeah <laughs> <laughs> honestly that's what it is because they don't want to break anybody i'll give them <laughs> i will say that this yeah, this generous. seems to like reinforce my idea that Uke, as a species, are just the most reckless people. <laughs> like, they, their slogan is, we are here for a good time, not a long time. 
in okay. The- I mean, in 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 the Uke's defense, a lot of the times he is actually he does not want to be there. <laughs> These things get put upon him. <laughs> I mean, when will we stop? <laughs> okay, I, I can get us to stop. All right. So, so one of the reasons we are doing this episode for eight hundred one is because traditionally, speaking of Christmas, this is like BL Christmas where we get a lot of announcements. Um, and so this year, I think last year we had we had gotten a lot of eight hundred one announcements from Sublime. Um, and so it really just kind of depends on like what they're able to announce at that point in time in terms of like the deal being fully inked because no publisher wants to announce a title that the contract's not signed. Um, so we didn't get as many, um, maybe from like somebody like Sublime, but we got a lot from Futakia this year. And there's just a lot across the board, um, which is great because, you know, with the summer and con season, we're kind of accustomed to getting, you know, different manga publishers are announcing their titles at conventions. Um, so for us as Fujoshi, 801 today is, aside from Valentine's Day, like the probably the best day of the year for finding out what's going to come up next. So we're going to um, just kind of like read through some of what was announced and then talk about some of these as they're um, released by the different publishers. So we're going to start with uh, Futikia, who is like our newest favorite way to read mm-hmm. uh, because it's so damn cheap and you can read it on your computer and it doesn't take up all, all that space, which is great because we're all stuck at home looking at our same shit. So <laughs> just don't add to the pile. Um, so they have volume two of You're My Sex Star by Tamiko coming out. Um, volume one is already up. Um, there's Zoku uh, Pornographer Playback by Maki Marukido. Momotomanji, which is a very uh, hot title, is from the 2018 Yabai list from Sakurasawa. So I know that we're very excited that this one is finally being licensed. Um, same with One Room Angel by Harada. They also have... Ryu no Oto, Bokoku no Kami by Ake Susaki. Then there is Okami e no Yomeri, Ishu Konitan by Hana Inui. Perfect Fit, uh, that's actually volumes one through two by Thanat. Then there's Sanbansen no Campanella by Atsuki Kyoyama. Sorry. Sanbansen no Campanella by Atsuki Kyoyama. My Little Inferno, also volumes one through two by Nemui Asada. Adana Wokure by Niboshiko Arai. Shinsoban Illumination by Tomoko Yamashita. And that's the Futakia roundup. So it looks like it's a good maybe dozen titles um, that they announced. And of course, they recently got the Libra catalog. So we expect to find out even more in the coming months. Um, they're pretty much adding stuff like every week. Um, it's yeah. it's it's hard to even keep up sometimes, uh, but there's there's quite a bit. So is there anything from this list that, you know, we're really excited about want to talk about? Yes. I am so stoked for You're My Sex Star Volume 2 because I didn't even know there was going to be a Volume 2. Same. <laughs> yeah. like, it, it ended, like, well. Like, it was like, okay, this is a good story. I mean, I could go for more, but I'm happy with this. Mm-hmm. And now we get more like that's I'm so excited I can't wait and uh, I'm just I'm glad and then I also I don't know if anyone else has read the pornographer I read that one yeah okay good because it was one of their earlier titles I think yeah I've been starting at the back and working my way to the front Um, that sounded weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah no same (laughs) I really like the pornographer series I I don't know. I don't know what it is about it because like, especially after I read, um, oh, the, the second one, uh, Blue Indigo or yeah, or Indigo Night, the, the 
prequel one, I was like, oh no, this one kind of hurt a lot because there were feelings that were not returned. And it, yeah, but this, I'm excited. I like the pornography series a whole lot, so I can't wait. Yeah, my, you're my sex star. I, I read it based on the cover, um, yeah. <laughs> but I love Tomiko's art. It's just so pretty. So I'm trying to like go back there and read all, all of hers that they have. I also really liked uh, You're My Sex Star, and I'm really excited it's getting a volume two. Um, I was also happy to see that they have a perfect fit, uh, which we talked about when we did our 2019 Yabai List recording. Um, and of course, One Room Angel from Harada, because everyone loves Harada. I'm also excited for Okami and no, um, Yomeri, mainly because I keep seeing covers where they're like, I guess like cat boys or demon boys they, they have the ears they're slightly furry um, and I'm not really into furry things everybody knows this but <laughs> because it seems to be such a big trend in BL I kind of would like to try it because it seems like they're probably more of like familiars or just like from the demon world mm-hmm. um, and the cover looks cute um, looks very traditional like Japanese stuff um, so I'm interested to to maybe kind of step into that trend and see if I enjoy it. So we've also got some other 801 announcements. Sublime came through. They're very dependable. Um, so we've got Jealousy Volume 3 by Scarlet Berico, who's a fan favorite of the group. Um, we have Coyote Volume 3 by Ramalu Zaria, who's also a fan favorite. Um, and Coyote is, is really good, I will say. Like, if you're into, like, more manly-looking men, a lot of um, her work, uh, which they'd previously announced that... Um, Birds of Paradise, her work's going to be probably something you'll enjoy. Um, and definitely probably the weirdest entry for the year, uh, Mad K, Volume 1 by Ryo Suzuri, uh, is coming out. That's coming out next February. So some of what Sublime was announcing was their release schedule, which you can go on their Twitter and look at, um, which is really handy if you're wanting to plan out your right stuff orders. Then there's the Finder Deluxe Edition, Volume 10, Honeymoon by Ayano Yamane which is a classic, um, Given Volume 5 by Natsuki Kizu, which at that point, Given is going to be catching up pretty soon to what's out in uh, Japanese, so getting to some really good new content. Um, Cast Heaven Volume 5 by Chisei Ogawa, and then, and all of those are for print. For digital only, we have The Night Beyond the Tri-Cornered Window Volume 8, and then back in print, we have Candy Color Paradox Volume 5, we have The World's Greatest First Love, Sekai Chatskoi, Volume 14. And then their new announcement. We have... Oh, God. Drumroll, please. Dick <laughs> <laughs> <Nick laughs> <Fight> Island <laughs> by E.K. Raybun, uh, which is coming out in May 2021, which I have not read this one. I would remember I mean, it if I read that dollars. one. <laughs> dicks, dicks get, get dollars. dollars. I, I don't know how they're going to... Like, how are you going to put this title out? Like, we know that, like, already Amazon has a problem with things like Yetichi Mitch Club. Or, like, any, some, like, they keep pulling all of these titles, even beyond BL. Like, how is Dick Fight Island going to be sold anywhere but, like, right stuff? The full title. It's an island of dudes named Dick. I was going to say, the full title is Robert Fight Island. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, okay. Robert Fight Island, okay? Dick isn't a, it's not a nickname for Robert. Okay. Okay. It's Richard, sorry. Richard Fight Island. You're right, you're right. Right. We'll just cover it with a with an eggplant emoji. I'm I'm a appreciate the title because I, mm-hmm. if you go to Sublime's Twitter, you can see what their other options were, which were also very good. Like, hello, these are amazing. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate that they a have pinned the tweet announcing Dick Fight Island because just do it and the imagery, the cod pieces. <laughs> 
for <laughs> these dick fight armors are just magnificent. Yeah. So here, they, they have a little, uh, like, description of it. It's eight mighty island warriors battle to become king. The deciding factor, the one who comes last, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, I guess right if that there. tells you something. But, I mean, obviously these cod pieces are for fighting and hopefully not for anything else because, like... Oh, Lord, I hope not. Oh, God. Makes you taking remember, that Titan look real easy. Do you remember when Keijo came out, the ass-slamming anime? We were like, how can oh, men yeah. enjoy this? And now yeah. look at us. <laughs> look at us now. I mean, I'd be lying if I wasn't saying I was going to buy it. <laughs> but it's an obligatory purchase because I'm supporting the industry. That's how I'm going to justify it. Oh, this. very selfless. Buying Dick Fight Island for the industry. Yeah. <laughs> this is why my BL shelf I read it for the articles. Public. Yeah, you read Dick Fight Island for the articles. You get a follow Read it for the plot. <laughs> Richard, Mr. Richard Fight Island. Oh, my gosh. Mr. Richard it's Fight terrible. Island. My still. dad's name is Richard. God. <laughs> my grandfather's name was Dick. <laughs> we ruined it for you. Uh, I'm still going to buy it. <laughs> it's definitely weird. Like, I don't know. I just hate the name um well so i think this uh, the sublime stuff since it's all in print we'll probably end up covering a lot of it for reviewed um or the yeet list or definitely for yeet list um pray that my right stuff order comes in before the yeet list i will say other than uh dick fight island i was also really excited to see uh toraton which has been up for pre-order on right stuff for a while now um but it's just about a dude who's speaking to another guy through a bird and that's just so simple. That's amazing. I mean, I like yeah. that artist. <laughs> yeah. So the cover looks really nice. I was like, okay. So I pre-ordered that one. So it's nice to... Mm-hmm. Is that how they're communicating through the quarantine or something? <laughs> so a guy um, keeps hearing a bird that sounds exactly like a guy he knows. And uh, <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> like, hey, you seem like a guy I know. And I'm like, you know what? Simple. I like That's it. what happens on the 80th day of quarantine. <laughs> you start talking to birds. You sound like your boyfriend. Listen, at that point in quarantine, things happen, okay? <laughs> you, start, you start carrying on those real in-depth conversations with whatever animal is near you, okay? You start asking your cats in their Hogwarts houses. It happens, okay? <laughs> Ask a bird what its opinions on Dick Fight Island are. <laughs> Are you happy about the acquisition? <laughs> I just think of that really filthy parrot from what was that MM Romance book that would like curse oh, everybody out. Oh, tell me it's real. That yeah. parrot would have some opinions on this dick fight. Because it was a homophobic <laughs> parrot. It was. It was great. I love it. Oh my gosh. God bless, God bless BL. I'm so yeah. here for it. So. Well, on that note. <laughs> On that happy note, let's uh, yeah. let's give some good announcements. Yeah, let's yeah. actually talk about something that uh, will make people happy. So we're going to go on to some uh, FujoCon announcements, y'all. <clears throat> so starting off, there's been this thing that uh, people have been asking about. Um, it's kind of regarding our panels. Mm, what was it? What, what was that thing? Oh, <laughs> that's right panels are finally up online uh, i know you're all cheering um but you need to give a big old cheer to our tech team because it is all thanks to them they have captions they are online and they are ready for you to view do remember that um what's online is only um what our panelists wanted to have online and what was able to be put on there. If it wasn't, that's just due to permissions, copyright reasons, et cetera, et cetera. But we are really thankful to everyone 
and our tech team again because holy shit that was a long job and y'all are amazing and we love you so check them out watch everything that you missed rewatch the things you love and um enjoy because fujocon was amazing and you'll remember it forever just like we do and then what was that other thing they were asking about ah the discord so we have talked about the discord and we will leave it up but we're gonna lock it because uh we don't want to lose you know all the links and everything that everyone had posted um and you know there's just a lot of good memories and conversations and things like that so it will be locked um but we don't want to be um letting it go wild and things like that and having to mod it uh for the next year or so um but we're probably gonna leave it unlocked for at least the next three weeks so y'all can continue to chat continue to share your information with one another um go ahead and make other discord so you can chat with one another and um yeah enjoy yourselves until then and we will be sure to make an announcement closer to when we actually do decide to lock it down so that you can go ahead and do that last minute scramble um but yeah for now enjoy it and then uh we'll lock it down and the other big question, are we doing FujoCon 2021? We have talked, we have discussed, we have had meetings, we've looked at calendars, we've planned and we have plotted, and we have decided that we will be <laughs> <laughs> we will be going on and doing a FujoCon 2021. Yay! Yay! Yay. Yes. So, um, we really, really do want to do it again because, I mean, God, that was so much fun. And why the hell not, right? Like, I mean, it was an international con. Like, how many? How often do you get to do that kind of shit? You don't. I mean, look at us. Possibly. Look at I mean, right? Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to give any like dates or anything like that just yet. Um, but do know we are plotting and planning. Um, so it is in the works. Um, we say 2021 though, because we don't want you to think that just because we held that poll and it said winter was, you know, y'all's votes and everything that's going to happen like this winter or something like, no, y'all come on let us breathe a little bit come on um but we do plan on um putting forth a second fujocon so get ready um you know if you want to hit up our veal garden with you know ideas of guests you may want uh that you want to throw our way you know maybe maybe we'll consider it you know maybe we'll we'll see what we can do but um uh, it's out there so Huzzah! Happy 801 day! Or hey, yes, hey, it's an 801 miracle. It's an 801 miracle. <laughs> the 801 gods have blessed us all. So yeah, we've we've decided we wanted to you know give that little little piece of pie for y'all because you know we love you and also it was just really fun and why the hell not? Um, other than that, you know, of course, keep following us on Beal Garden, and I mean, I guess the FujoCon. I know I said I was gonna try and not keep posting on, but I keep finding myself switching over to it and interacting with everyone. So follow both of them, please, and 
I'll continue to revel you all with my weird late night postings because I have a good time and it's a lot of fun on there. And, and can also we do a shout out for our Patreons as well. We love our Patreons. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, and we'd especially like to thank Emily Schneider, Crystal Marie, Joey Kiss, Christina Coleman, and Barb Cult. Thank God. you so much. Thank Barb you guys. Cult, I like to give a shout out again because she's or they are constantly uh, on responding on Twitter because uh, the other day they were um, conversing with us about the uh, Captive Prince episode, actually. And that was really exciting. Like, I just, I pointed out because, like, if y'all ever want to just bring up a conversation on one of our podcasts, we will interact with you. Like, please talk to us about our things. <laughs> we like attention. Yeah, and also a uh, shout out to Crystal Marie, who was going to do a panel uh, as a guest speaker at FujoCon, but she had to take care of an emergency. Um, but you may see her on our podcast in the future, fingers crossed. Um, also, she uh, has a new independent um, video essay group, uh, Beyond the Bot. So check them out. She's amazing. They're amazing. You will not be sorry if you subscribe to their Patreon, which I have. Yes, and give her a follow on Twitter, too, because she is hilarious. Oh, my God. She made a really good tweet about being horny the other day, and it just cracked me up. I was... <laughs> so, I mean... And, I mean, just shout out overall to all our Patreons. And, again, yeah. so become one if you want to get involved in our stuff. A lot of people keep seeing us post about our games, because the other night we did have um, a birthday party for our dear Cho. <laughs> And um, we played Fuck, Mary Kill. And a lot of y'all were interested and were like, hey, how do I get on that? Well, unfortunately, we cannot publish that as a game to like sell or anything because copyright. But if you subscribe to our Patreon, we may be able to hold a game night soon. And that means you get to play. So sign up, hit us up, help us, support us, and we will give you good things because that's what we do. Yeah. And also, just to put in, um, a lot of you guys were asking to see Ship and Let Ship recorded. Uh, we cannot post that publicly, but it will be available for patrons only on Patreon. So if you want to watch that again, become a patron. Happy 801 Day again, guys. Thank you so much for listening to us ramble about who the hell knows what this was. Um, and we will see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.